This is Family Meal with Natalie Pelletier, a podcast centered around family recipes, but exploring much more. We talk food, family, and the jobs these creative chefs, foodies, and dreamers have had along the way. So pull up a chair, grab a plate, and let's dig in to Family Meal. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Family Meal. Thanks for tuning in. This week, I sat down and chatted with my friend Lawrence Longo, aka Big Shot, the founder of Off the Menu, Off the Menu Club. And you guys, in 2018, Lawrence ate 365 of LA's burgers on a mad quest to find the top burgers. We obviously talked about that, and we talked about his awesome app, which I'm a member of. Um, I get so excited every Sunday. They like post the new seven dishes. This week they're featuring wings, breakfast tacos, there's fish tacos, a shrimp or crab hand roll. Um, but what's so cool is you join this this app, you pay $20 a month, and it, right now it's just in LA, but you then get all these dishes. You can try one a week, one a day for the week, and you have, you know, these seven things, and then, you know, you get to see new restaurants, you can bring friends. It's really great. I've gotten to try some awesome things that I probably wouldn't have tried otherwise. And what's another cool thing, if you use the code GIRL, like Irish Freckle Girl, G-I-R-L, uh, you don't have to be on the wait list. You can just join right away. So you're welcome. Uh, but back to Lawrence, he developed this club as kind of an offshoot of off the menu um, which was a Instagram handle he started as he was like learning about all these off the menu items like I don't know if you've heard of in and outs off the menu you know thing it's not listed but like everyone knows animal style fries exist and if you don't well just come to the west coast and try them anywho we chatted about that he's hilarious we chatted about his burger journey and another cool thing is, so we, we recorded this a few months ago, and he was like, can I talk about this wing fest? Can I not? Well, the wing fest is happening next Monday in LA at Mel's Drive-In in West Hollywood. It's going to be lots of chicken wings. It's going to be great music. There's going to be beer. There's going to be just a blast. Uh, so if you want to go to wing fest or are curious about that, um, I will leave the link in the show notes, and um, I look forward to seeing you there if you're going to be there. And without further ado, I leave it to me and Lawrence chatting all things food and family and Hollywood. I'm here with Big Shot, a.k.a. Lawrence Longo. Welcome to Family Meal. Thank you for having me, and it's really weird when people call me the Big Shot. (laughs) That was a complete accident. Yeah, wait, how did you get that as your as your Instagram handle? The PG version is that um, I would use the name Big Shooter on login, my logins, just yeah. as a joke. You know what I mean? Because nobody ever, like, promoted their login names. Mm-hmm. And when I got onto Instagram, which at the time was only an app for filters, like, right. we'd take pictures through Instagram and, and use the filters. Yeah. So I asked for the name Big Shooter, and <laughs> it, it, they said, no, it's, un, it's unavailable. And I said, oh, well, then I'll get the Big Shot. 
as in like the big shot, like a photo app, a photo. Um, ah, mm, mm-hmm. and uh, then I got the, the word big shot. It became a social media platform. Yeah, and I grew into like trying to become a big shot. That's through it. That's fabulous. Yeah. I mean, mine was my Irish Freckle Girl was my screen name like back in the day. Yeah, and that it just it just stuck stuck with me. It was like my AIM screen name, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just use the same thing. My accident stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, speaking of well, not accidents because you probably weren't an accident from in your family. I mean, maybe you were. Maybe your mom and dad. Anyway, no, no, I'm, no, no, I, no, I definitely was not. Definitely an was not an accident. My parents got married. They waited <laughs> a few years. I'm sure they tried for a few times, and then I came along. And then you came along. Um, did you just come into the world loving food? Uh, absolutely. Yes. My family is the type of family. For breakfast, we talk about what's for lunch. For lunch, we talk about what's for dinner. For dinner, we talk about what we're going to order after dinner. Mm-hmm. And then we discuss what we're having for breakfast in the morning while we're eating. The delivery pizza or Chinese food that came <laughs> later that night. Yes. Um, so yeah, f- food has been a very, very, very big part of my life. Did I realize I could lose money being in the food business? Was, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you have siblings? Yeah, I have three younger sisters. Oh my gosh! So older brother. Yeah, showing them the roofs in an Italian family. The older brother of three Italian sisters. You might as well have been called king. Yeah. <laughs> so I hadn't cooked a meal until last year. Oh, my God. Um, that's not true. Like a couple of years before that. But, um, yeah, everything was always made for me or I, I went out to eat. Yeah. And you grew up in Canada, right? I grew up in Toronto. In Toronto? Yeah. The mean streets of, of Toronto. You know, it is it can be. I wasn't in the mean streets, but Toronto can be it can be a rough neighborhood at times if you go into the wrong areas. Really? But I was I grew up in a, a clean, nice part of town. And then, have you just lived in Toronto and LA, or like where? What was your like migration to? So I'm, I'm, I was a hockey player in Toronto, played hockey, mm-hmm. and then um, I moved to LA when I was like 21 or 22. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a filmmaking course at the New York Film Academy, and I never looked back. I got a job working for the producer of uh, The Matrix, Swordfish, Lethal Weapon. I was a young Hollywood executive, just, like, getting absolutely abused. Yeah. But it's kind of where, you know, I came up with the concept of off the menu. Yeah. Not even knowing about it maybe, like, 10 years ago now. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Do you want to know about that story? Yeah. Well, first, first we'll back up and talk about a little bit more growing up in Toronto. Did you were, so obviously your parents cooked, your mom cooked, your sisters cooked, your grandma cooked. Absolutely. Every, Every, my grandmother's first, my grandmother cooked, Mm -hmm. my mother cooked, my, every, both my grandmothers were phenomenal cooks. Are they both Italian? Both Italian. Everyone in my family is Italian. Oh my God. Um, But we're all born in Canada. Even my grandparents were born in Canada. Oh. But everyone's Ita- everyone has Italian heritage, fully Italian. Fully heritage. Italian. Yeah. How did you guys end up in Canada? Um, like three generations back, there was just like, oh. I, I guess they, my uh, great-grandfather fell asleep when the boat uh, was unloading in New York. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, I guess we're in Canada. <laughs> he, kept going, he kept going north of the St. Lawrence and ended up in Toronto. Hey, that's fair. Um, so did you guys have 
traditional, like every, every Sunday you guys had to get together and, oh, you know. Absolutely. I mean, every single Sunday we, you have a family dinner oh. in Italian heritage. I mean, every, yeah, yeah. Every, I Sunday. every single Sunday we all had family dinner, whether it was with the whole family or just like the immediate family. Mm-hmm. It was always like, and our family was so close. Like, Every it's like it's just I don't want to say it's like the Godfather because then that puts gives you a stereotype. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but it's like the Godfather minus a crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and did you ever help with any of the cooking, or were you just a receiver of? Always a receiver. Never. I mean, I could make a really great sandwich mm-hmm. because my family always had the really great tools to make a sandwich. So. At like our some at our cottage, they'd lay lay out all the cold cuts, and you oh. had like five different types of meats to pick from, and then you had a, like my grandmother's banana peppers, which are insane, and then you would have like three different cheeses, you know, and you had like the most ultimate display of I want to say of like Subway, the most yeah, gourmet yeah, yeah. Subway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Italian version of a gourmet Subway you could possibly get. Yeah. It would be like going to Bay Cities and being like just, just helping just, yourself. Mm. And yes. and um so I could make an incredible sandwich, but really they just gave me the tools to do that. But no, other than making sandwiches, I never made anything ever. Nothing. Nothing. Um, except, well, I used to, I got really fat as a young kid. I used to, uh, when I learned how to push the chair up to the microwave, uh-huh. I would jump on the chair. I would get two hot dogs and I'd put hot dogs in a microwave with cream cheese, or it's not cream cheese, cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. Oh. With ketchup. And I ate that every day before I went to bed in between grade two and three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my dad looked at me one day and said, you are going to be the size of a horse if you keep eating like that. And I thought a horse would be a good thing to be strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like horses are strong. <laughs> Anyways, I so yeah, I cooked hot dogs and, and, and cheese whiz. And cheese whiz. But nothing, never where you ever had to make ingredients. Yeah. That was for my sisters and my mom and the grandmas. So what did they, what did they make that was phenomenal? Every, so I didn't realize that there's other f- food in the world. Until like we everything was Italian, so chicken cutlets, parms, uh, meatballs, sauce, pasta. At least pasta three times a week. Oh, mm-hmm. You know, and then I guess we'd have steak and grilled chicken, but it was like very, very heavy Italian mm-hmm. meals. Yeah, all the time. And what did you, without sharing the... Although for breakfast we were a little on the French side. My mom would make crepes, I guess, which was kind of cool. Yeah, and love um, a good crepe. Yeah, and cinnamon toast. Mm-hmm. Oh, cinnamon toast is really, easy. really just the best. Yeah, and my mom made, made my mom has been made more, I guess, like pancakes and stuff like that. But my grandmother is always like Italian, hardcore Italian. Oh, Italian. So, yeah. What was your um, favorite thing that either of your grandma made? My grand, my my mom's mom made amazing fried meatballs. Mm. And my grandmother, my dad's mom, made just made an incredible sauce, and 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 her meatballs were incredible as well. Yeah. What did, you, what did you call it? Was it just grandma and grandma or was it like nana? Nanny, nanny mm-hmm. and grandma. Nanny and grandma. Yeah. And then when the internet and everything started, came came around, my my grandma called herself G-Ma. G-Ma. Yeah. <laughs> well, she just passed away a year ago, but she was... Um, a legend. Really, yeah. And really into um, social media and Facebook and things like that. Yes. Oh my God. That's amazing. I feel like my grandma, if she, she passed away in 2001, um, I feel like she would have been all about... The, Insta, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, 
she would have been. She was like a redhead, like fiery, you know. Mima was what we, we called her. We actually, it's funny, she blocked a couple of my cousins on Instagram because <laughs> they were like not doing appropriate things. I have a cousin who was an influencer and he didn't realize that grandma was actually like taught, like watching. Watching. Yeah. Oh. She, so she blocked him for a little bit. Grandma's watching. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma's always when, watching. It's kind of funny when your grandmother blocked you. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but without going into the exact ingredients, because I know they're, they're family precious secrets, but yeah. what recipes did you... So I like, clearly brought the first recipes that I ever tried to make because mm-hmm. either near and dear to me. Mm-hmm. I brought my grandmother's meatballs. Yep. And the sauce. But I feel like, so the really interesting thing about my grandmother, now this is on my father's side. Okay. She, everybody asked for her recipes. Yep. For her sauce and her meatball recipes. And as, after she passed away and we look, compared notes, they were all different. Mm. She didn't give anybody the same recipe. <laughs> And so it's really like, it was like, really? She gave everybody, and as I, like, it says, like, chop garlic in a discretionary amount. What does that mean? You know what I mean? So she never gave anybody the real recipe because she probably really didn't have it because she She just just felt it. She felt it. So I was talking with Jen Harris, and her, they ended up publishing, um, she was a senior writer for the LA um, Times food section. She told me a story of how when she, um, they were publishing her grandma's, um, a, a recipe of her grandma's for in the LA Times. She literally had to grab her, like her grandma would like grab a pinch of something, and she was like, "No, before you put it in there, you have to like." She would like have to put like a measuring spoon under it so that we would know the exact amount. So I'm sure that's the same thing with your grandma. She just like felt it Absolutely. every time, and I, maybe she wanted to add a little more garlic this time or like what have you. But. I, I feel like that's what like real amazing chefs really do. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you have to scale businesses. So so you can't just do that. Right. But just like the, that's just where it comes from. Is yeah. you just, you have this feeling, you know it's what it smells like. Yeah. Food. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it smells like. You know exactly when the sauce is like just the right thickness that you then do whatever else you're going to do. Yeah. So, well, how was the first time you tried to make your grandma's meatballs and sauce? Did it, did it go well or? You want to know what? Yeah, it did. Good. It, because you realize how bad red sauce is in Los Angeles. Mm. And that's not that, you know, there's, there are, there are probably 10 strong, strong mm-hmm. red sauces in the city. But, um, you know, when you start putting like, um, curry and other types of ingredients that would never be put in a red sauce yep. and try and like call, you know, say it's a red sauce. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's um, it's never the same. No. So it's almost like the reason why the sauce was actually so good when I first made it was because it was simple. Yeah. And it was just good ingredients. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to, like, go to Italy and, you know, dissect why food is so good there, it's like it's simple and it's like the best ingredients. Yeah. And it's fresh. And it's fresh. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to Italy in September and I'm... So excited to eat all of Where are you going? I'm going to Florence. I have a friend that's getting married there, so I'm going to be in in and around the Florence, Tuscany area. Maybe I'll travel elsewhere. I haven't exactly. Well, if you're going to go to Florida, you might as well go to Fort Lauderdale. (laughs) If you're going to go to Italy, 
you, Florence, you might as well go, like, enjoy yourself. I know. I feel like I need to go to, like, Emilia Romagna and Bologna and all the, like, food. Yeah. You know, and go up north to, like, Piedmont and... Napoli. Mm-hmm. And go south. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really where it's at. Beautiful down there. Yeah, I've, I've never seen that. I've only been to Rome and Florence and go Milan to Cal- Go to Calabria. Ooh, I don't even know what Calabria... Yes, I'll give it a good go Google. To the, go, to the, <laughs> go to the country <laughs> and, and eat wine from, from the vine. Oh, yes. Um, well, that's awesome that you just had that sort of family, I don't know, just the, the true Italian family growing up, you know, and that you guys were all really close and food was a big, where the dinner's just like massive. Oh my too. God. It's, yeah, insane. Of course. Everybody, mm-hmm. like, because everybody's cooking, right? So who's making what? And everybody wants to, like, outdo each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you have, like, huge bowls of, like, pasta and lasagna and then fish. And it goes on and on. And course after course. We went to Italy and had a family meal. It was, like, a 15-course <laughs> insane. Like, we took naps in between the courses. <laughs> It was, it was just, it's, it was just, yeah. Like I said, everything revolves around food. Yeah. And we would spend, growing up, I would, we'd spend all of our uh, summers together. Mm-hmm. Like as one big oh my God. whole thing. Oh, what's really cool about my family, or, or crazy, is that brother and sister married brother and sister. So, yeah, it's so, we have cousins and we like all, they all look alike. And then we, like all the cousins have the same grandparents and. Oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. It's very crazy. Wow, you just, like, really expanded the the tribe, but also stayed... Within. Yeah, within. Yeah. That's awesome. It's not, like, incestuous. Right. Because it's brother and sister, married brother and sister, so it wasn't, like... Yeah. It was clean. It was... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Where do you guys... Would you spend your summers in Canada, too? Yeah, in just north of Toronto in a place called Barrie, Ontario. Barrie, Ontario. Yeah, Lake Simcoe. Lake life. Yeah. That's awesome. So good. We water skied and snowboard or, or wakeboarded and yeah. played tennis and golf, butcher ball. Mm-hmm. You know what butcher ball is? Mm-hmm. With yeah. the colored yeah. and you like have to roll it close to. Uh, yeah, you got it. Yeah. I mean, we, we had some lawn games in uh, in the northern suburbs of Chicago. <laughs> oh, Chicago, huge Italian population. Yeah. I mean, I'm not Italian. I wish, but you know. The Irish, yeah, Irish potato and the French in me. So, oh, you're French and Irish. Mm-hmm, French That's and right. Irish. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, yeah, I wish that LA it was closer to like a lake where you could just go water skiing. I miss doing that. You know, e- being so close in Chicago, it was like easy to go. I mean, I guess there was like Lake Arrowhead or what have Do you. Do they water ski on Lake Arrowhead or like have a? Ski? I don't know, but I feel That's like it's like California. I don't. I don't know. It's Arizona, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, but yes, yeah, so lake summers are, are good, are good memories. I try and get out there once a year mm-hmm. still. Yeah. And now has your, has your daughter, um, been to Canada yet? She's been to Canada. <gasps> oh, my, my daughter, um, was there for Christmas and uh, she really, really enjoyed parts of it <laughs> and enjoy the cold. Yeah. She's a California kid, you know, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. It is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she's only been there once. She's only eight months old, so let's so, go. You know. Yeah. But. She's, she's got plenty of time to uh, to see the real. But she loves to eat. That's for sure. Oh, that's good. Oh, my God. Pass that along. Oh, wow. Did I ever. Mm-hmm. Like, when she gets food, she gets so excited. She passes by the fridge and her eyes light up. Really? Like, Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Was your family also the type that, like, 
everyone was kind of like reaching forks over, you know, each other. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to try this. Like first biting each other type thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. We would fight over food. You name it. We There was no sharing. Everything was gone. Like, I don't think there was ever leftovers. Um, as soon as you get into the house, if like it's for a big meal, you go right to the kitchen, see what's going on there. Yep. Usually go in and taste a meatball mm-hmm. before they come out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are any of your, anyone else in your family involved in like the food world? No, my grandfather was very like, you know, he didn't really think that, you know, the entertainment business or the food business was a safe mm. uh, and profitable business. He yeah. did commercial real estate. Um, was, you know, modestly successful in that Mm -hmm. and, uh, really preached about getting into like more of a business and real estate was the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. So you look back and sometimes you wish you took your parents or grandparents advice. advice, Right. Wow. Yeah. If I had bought that property way, way 20 years ago. Look where I'd be now. (laughs) Um, but you know, I, uh, I went the, 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 a different path. Yes. And learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Going back to you, you came out to LA, you went to New York film Academy, then you were working As for a, this producer. Yeah. And then, you know, you said that you developed this idea unbeknownst to you. So I was at Spago and, uh, somebody ordered smoked salmon pizza. I worked there by the way. I was you, a server there. Okay. So you know about the smoke. So this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Can I, the, the guy that I was with said, can I have a smoked salmon pizza? I'm like, yo, I, I'm looking at the menu. <laughs> I'm, I'm not seeing it. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. There's no smoked salmon pizza on this menu, mm-hmm. but I've been here many times. It ain't there. And they're like, well, you know, it's for Wolfgang has it as a secret menu item for mm-hmm. people who are in the know. I was like, oh, and he's like, and the guy's like, I'm in the know and you're not. And that moment forward, I was like, I will never not be in the know. And I started asking everybody, do you know, do you have a secret menu? Every time I would go out, I'd say, do you have a secret menu item? Do you have something that's off the menu? Uh-huh. What would Tom Cruise be eating if he was in here? Right, right, right. And I started making a list back when we, there was Blackberries, but I wasn't making notes on my Blackberry. Mm-hmm. I was making handwritten notes on just like different secret menu items in LA, New yep. York, all around. And uh, I sold it as a TV show, didn't get made. One thing led to another and I created an app, I guess three and a half, four years ago. Yeah. That was a catalog of all the best secret menu items across the country called Off the Menu. Mm-hmm. And it's started in LA, but now you have it in... No, it's in only... So only it's, the... It started off as a catalog app in North America. Okay. And I raised a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. I found 3,000 different secret menu items across the country, had this catalog, but ran out of money. Mm-hmm. I was like, shit, what are you going to do? And I built basically the off-the-menu club business, which is uh, basically what I learned from the... Not to get too technical because nobody wants to hear like tech business talk, I guess, here. We yeah. want to talk about food. Yeah. But I learned through the... What I learned was that restaurants, you know, didn't want to pay for really anything and mm-hmm. unless you could prove you're going to bring them in dollars. Yep. And, um, but I, and users wanted to discover new cool restaurants and they were looking for an experience. Yep. Um, and they're willing to spend a little bit of money for an experience. Yes. So what happened was I created Off the Menu Club 
$20 a month. You get one free secret menu item every single day at some of the coolest restaurants around L.A. Mm -hmm. It forces users to discover restaurants, and it's a marketing solution for for, for the restaurants. Yeah. So how do you go about – I mean, last week you guys had, like, Yeasty Bagel Boys and Alfred. Like, how do you go about – forming these partnerships with the restaurants. Obviously, because you have had this catalog for a while, you've gotten to know restaurants, but like what, so, how do you go about doing Honestly, all at first, it was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to get all the publicists to help me because I'm trying to help the restaurants. I'm like, what I'm doing is creating a marketing platform for these restaurants. Right. It's like, at the end of the day, yeah, my users mean a lot, but the restaurants, like that's what I'm trying to drive my users to. Mm-hmm. And but and publicists were like fuck you, and they were like they were basically telling shutting the door on yeah. me, and I was like uh oh, so I guess I got to go around the, the to the back door uh, right. and go right to the restaurant. Right. So I created all these relationships. Me and my team created all these relationships directly with the restaurants owners, operators, mm-hmm. the yes men in the business. Yep. And now the publicists have no other choice. Now they're calling us and being like, hey, we want to work with you. But it took me over like a year and a half to really show everyone that I was real, that Mm -hmm. we were here, and to show that the product actually works. Yeah. And when it works, like it works like swimmingly well because – Name another like platform that can drive a hundred thousand media impressions or Instagram impressions to a restaurant in seven days. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So and that's just that's alone. Then you got customer acquisition, which restaurants, some restaurant tours are just like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. And then you got. Um, Halo effect because nobody really eats alone, so they come in, they bring friends. Yep. You know, worst case scenario is somebody goes in there and doesn't tip and gets a free meal and doesn't do anything. But if the meal was good, somebody's going to ask them that day, hey, where did you eat? And they're going to be like, oh, my God, I actually had a great meal here. So yeah. word of mouth as well. Mm-hmm. Um, advertising on my platform, we have, you know, a couple, 60,000 or something users on Instagram or whatever, maybe more. Yeah, I might think we have more. I think you guys have more. But maybe. anyways. Yeah. So I mean, shows you how much I really. (laughs) I'm the only guy who's like my. I go down. (laughs) But no, it's so true, and it was cool when I was. um, So I went to the EC. I I have. I'm a member, and I went to the bagel truck last week, and I got their off the menu grilled cheese. And then when they called, you know, it's a food truck, so then they obviously like call your name or call the food item as it's ready, and the amount of like whoa, grilled cheese? Like, cause it's not, you know, it's the off the menu thing. And you're like, how did you know? And then I was like, oh yeah, you have to be a part of this club. You know, like just hearing all of these. And they, oh, oh really? Yeah. It was amazing. So right? Good. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, this is just so cool. I mean, I think it's cool that Instagram has allowed us to like, you know, sometimes as someone who works at a restaurant and it's like people point to a picture and it's like, oh shit, that was our like special a year ago. We don't have that. You know, that's an unfortunate thing that comes with the territory. But at the same time, it also just, if you see this beautiful picture of food or if you're, someone gives a really great view or shows how like the cheese pull is or whatever, it's just like, that's, that's a cool thing that restaurants then get to, you know, get traffic to their Absolutely. Absolutely. So, for not to give away too much of our magic, but the restaurants don't pay to be on the app. Mm -hmm. They give out the they give out the food item, Mm -hmm. and the food cost of that grilled cheese was really like three dollars. Right. So, for them to get three dollars to give three dollars to get a new customer, you probably have already eaten at Easty Boys. Oh, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you you're not a new customer, right? But you just had a new experience. Yes. 
right? Definitely. And that's that means something to the restaurant, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the restaurant buying in and creating their community and giving their community the same thing that Off the Menu is giving their community is like, when I do the Prince Street pizza pop-up. You guys also did something with Nancy, Nancy Silverton. Yeah. Yep. And Burt Backman and kind of like, you know, it started off with the, the Secret Burger Showdown last year for mm-hmm. the LA Times uh, Food Bowl, where I teamed up 10 amazing celebrities with 10 amazing burger joints to all create 10 amazing secret menu items. Yeah. And they all c- competed in the Secret Burger Showdown at the Wallace Hamburg Center for Performing Arts and Marshmallow and Plan Check won. Next year's will be, this year's will be this August with Live Nation at the Palladium. It's going to be sick. Banana Lands. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That'll be so fun. Speaking of burgers, you ate 365. Do you eat more? I should eat more, but yeah. you know I, mean? I didn't want to brag. Right. Because I... <laughs> he I he ate last year, he ate more than 365 burgers. I ate 365 different burger burgers. joints. Yes. Oh, my God. But I had 40 of Burgers Never Say Die burgers. Oh, my God. Because those, because... Those are amazing burgers. Mm-hmm. Those burgers are... Great. Yeah, January first, two thousand and eighteen. I woke up beside my fiance at the time and said, "I'm going to eat one burger a day, every single day, to find the best burger in LA." And I did that. I, I stuck to my stuck to what I was going to say. She thought I was going to say, "I'm going to lose a pound a day." <laughs> Nuh-uh. I'm going to gain a pound a day. I mean, you look awesome, though. Well, so we know what happened after that. Yes. So I ate the burger every single day. Mm-hmm. I documented it on my social media. And I uh, the next year, I actually said to my wife, whatever you we will follow your game plan. She, my wife, Ostrid Swan, is a celebrity trainer, probably the best trainer in the city. Um... I took my first Barry's boot camp class when she was a teacher there. Oh, really? Yes. She still is a teacher. Oh, she still is a teacher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof. But she was great. Mm-hmm. Kicked my ass. She, yeah, she kicks everyone's ass. Um, and uh, she kicked my ass. I lost 36 pounds in 56 days. What? Yeah. People.com wrote about it. I was like, really? <laughs> That's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's just because she's a badass trainer. It had nothing right. to do with my burger adventure. So, or maybe it's a combo. Maybe it's a combo. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, what did you, what were your biggest takeaways from your burger adventure of 2018? So, you know, people, the people who are putting love, are we just going to sit at those cookies? Or really okay. Yeah. Later? Quick. So I, for all my podcast things, I, I make my cookies, uh, my secret. I mean, they're not so secret, but this is my family meal recipe. I think they're some of the best chocolate chip cookies. They have, um, obviously, sea salt, a few different kinds of chocolate, a little bit of cinnamon. They're, they're just good. Is that so, the secret? Yeah. The I mean, cinnamon. The cinnamon. I have, that wasn't like, do I get to have yeah. all of them? Or just yeah, you can, you, can, you can have all of them. So, oh, they're soft. Just so everyone knows, I'm, I'm really big. I obviously love all kinds of food, but they're soft. Mm, they're chewy. Oh, wow. They're very good because you want to, uh, you want it to have texture, mm-hmm. but you don't want it to be hard. I ask whenever I go to uh, get a cookie, I'm like, is it soft? 
And I'm like, go and feel it because I don't. You're giving me a hard cookie. cookie. I'm no. giving it right back to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or else, give me a glass of milk, and then I'm just like, gonna dunk it in dunk there, it and, in. yeah, until it's soft. But I like the idea that because cookie dough is a big thing, right? Oh yeah. So why not get the best of both worlds? And you have the the chewy factor of a cookie dough, mm-hmm. but you still have it intact and enough baked as a cookie. Yeah, it's like a medium rare. It is like a medium rare cookie. Yes. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's so important. You want that gooey center. It's just like a little crispy on the outside. Mm, this is very good. Thank you. Oh wow! Thanks. I'm very, very proud of the. So, do you want to put these in like a store or anything? I mean, I guess they could go in a store at some point, but you know. How many can you cook an hour? I mean, I can make a batch of dough that makes about like, uh, it yields about like. 50, and then, you know, just, like, however many my oven can churn out. 50 an hour? Maybe. Could be 50 an hour. I don't know. I thought of, like, doing, like, a bake sale or something, some way to, like, promote. Well, you know, some restaurants, Mm -hmm. they always want to get their cost of goods up. Yep. Not cost of goods up, but their ticket ticket cost up. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So a cookie could be good. Yeah. At a burger joint. At a burger joint, yeah. Or a pizza joint. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? You know? You never mm-hmm. know. But these are good cookies. But in the meantime, what I'm going to... I would tell you, too, if they were If good. they were bad. And I was thinking to myself, and I'm still now thinking to myself, did you do something to these? Like, is this a... I mean, this could be... This could be like a prank <laughs> podcast. Because I'm really like, why, why am I even on this podcast? <laughs> and then... But really, it's like, all right, eat my, you know. Eat my, and then, you know, no, 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 no pranks involved. I just, like, really like making these cookies and sharing them with people. So is this just a, the podcast is a ploy to get people to try your cookies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, you got me. Yep. Tried them. Tried them. Wow. Do you want one? I mean, I'll eat one. Have one. Just okay. one. <laughs> just allow me to have one. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yum. Um, my first restaurant job here was working at Dominic's on Beverly. Oh, not Little Dom's. Not Little Dom's. They're oh. the same company, but owned, yeah. What happened there? Can, um, we, can we gossip a little bit? Yeah, we can goss. Um, the, I honestly think at the end of the day, Dominic's was not, um, profitable enough for the owners to keep it going, which is crazy because it has been an institution, but it just wasn't a foot traffic restaurant, you know? And for whatever reason maybe rent went up or something. They didn't really like give us the, the dirty deets, but I mean, little Dom's is still open. They still have the one-on-one coffee shop. Um, Oh, they own the one-on-one coffee shop too. Mm -hmm. They own the one-on-one. Oh, what's the guy's name? Brandon and Warner, Brandon Boudet and Warner. Epic. Okay. Um, what is your, um, ideal comfort meal? Comfort food. Comfort food. Well, I, I mean, I think comfort food would have to be, Chicken parm. Chicken parm? Yeah. Yeah. Um, With pasta, like like a good pasta on the side. You know, a comfort meal would be my home-cooked meal, like Sunday, a Sunday yeah. meal for my grand, my family. Totally. Um, what do you wish you knew how to cook? I wish I knew how to cook. I wish I knew how to cook, like, bake, bake bread. Or make mm, bread or yeah, make yeah. Like desserts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Not desserts, but like like bread. Like Mm -hmm. make the dough to make a pizza. Make the dough to make a bread. Da 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 um, so we would probably open up with mozzarella sticks, caprese salad, some olives. Mm. Then for the second round, I'd probably bring a lighter pasta dish, followed by pizza, and then a veal milanese. Oh, yum. With the pasta sauce still on the side, in case you want to do a parm, you could pour the parm on it. Oh, yeah. Some Parmesan cheese. Then we would do some sort of salad at the end. I feel like Italians do the salad at the end. I like it. I dig it. Um, and with a little, like, vinegary. Yeah. And then, um, and then we'd do some sort of, like, ice cream, cookie... Dessert it doesn't have to be a sandwich. It could be a deconstructed ice cream sandwich cookie Sunday. Great. I'll, I'll be there baking my cookies. Yeah. <laughs> um, who, oh, my God. Talk about salt and straw. So salt and straw, they change their flavors every month. Right. right. They have a new batch of flavors. Mm-hmm. And I get really into this now. Yes. Like, I never understood, but now I understand. <laughs> and so it's May. It was yesterday. Yep. And you're supposed to change every month. I get there. I'm like, it's May. Hey. Where are the new flavors? They're like, Friday. I was like, Friday's not May 1st. Every month. They say, no, the first Friday of every month was. Like, okay. Now I know. So now I'm in the game. So I'll go there tonight and to see what the new flavors are. They're going to be probably from the cookbook. Yeah. They have a new cookbook mm-hmm. that just came out. Um, I'm doing something really fun with Salt and Straw that I can't disclose. But follow me at Big Shot, B-I-G-S-H-O-T, or follow the company at Off The Menu. I'm going to plug at Big Shot or at Off The Menu. Yes. Follow up. Follow us to find out what kind of cool events are coming up. Get... Why don't we give everyone your, a code? Oh, yeah. You have a code. I have a code. Um, yeah. If you want to join um, and not be on the wait list, use the code GIRL, G-I-R-L, they lowercase. Yeah, because Irish fuckle girl, I think. G-I-R-L. Oh, you didn't ask for it. They mm-hmm. just gave it to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, so great. Yeah. Girl. Girl. Um, <clears throat> okay, a few more quick quick fire questions. Um, you always have blank in your fridge. Uh, uh, I always have La Croix in my fridge. Ah, what flavor? Uh, all um, of them. All of them. I, I just go there and I make a mess of the grocery store. <laughs> like, I literally come home with, like, probably eight to ten cases just store them in my garage. Mm-hmm. Pomplemousse, I like to say. Yes. So if somebody asks me the flavor, I'll usually say pomplemousse. Pomplemousse. Yeah. Um, what's your go-to snack? Cookie. Bagel, toasted or untoasted? Oh, on, um, so the bottom so the bottom half, untoasted. The top half, um, lightly toasted. Lightly toasted. Because the bottom half has that, still has that, it's, it's together. Mm-hmm. You don't need it toasted. If yeah. It's good and fresh. But the top, you want a little bit of that crunch. I know. The bagel game in L.A. is a little tough. 
but we can talk. I could, I could talk about that off the record too. But mm-hmm. you, at least our boy at Yeasty Boys, mm-hmm. he's got the best bagel brand. Yeah, tell him that all the time. And you make amazing bagel sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Is he gonna? And he's planning on stepping up his bagel game just a little bit. Oh, great! But that's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. My go-to because I live closer to his bagel broker. Oh yeah, yeah. The broker. The broker. Cheese onion. Um, and then I used to go there. My order there would be their. Um, Cucumber with a cream cheese. I forget what cream cheese it would be, but it would be that and like cucumber and maybe some bacon. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. What is uh, your cocktail of choice? Um, I'll drink a whiskey on the rocks. Whiskey on the rocks, and yeah. then chocolate or vanilla. For what? Me and my whiskey? No, yeah. just a- <laughs> what, are, what are we at? McConnell's? <laughs> um, if you had to choose between chocolate or vanilla, are you a chocolate or are you a vanilla person? Twist. Twist. Fair enough. Can you guys, CVT is delicious. Yeah, right? Uh-huh. I know. Good stuff. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Family for Meal me. and for sharing all the things. Um, at Big Shot, at Off the Menu Club. Is it Off the Menu Club? No, it's at uh, Off the Menu. Just at Off the Menu. Yeah. Follow along the journey. Join the club. Stay in the know. Get in the know. Join Get the club. in the know. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Family Meal. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and share the shit out of it. Because, you know, everyone needs to know about family meals and recipes and just good stories. Um, So if you have any questions, comments, anything, send me a DM on at family underscore meal underscore podcast or my personal account at Irish Freckle Girl. I look forward to seeing, I mean, not seeing because I don't see you guys, but maybe on the gram. Um, (laughs) I'll look forward to hearing from you guys and I will see y'all next week. (laughs) 